now the last two weeks, we're talking about the reality of who you are. Have you been actually investigating that? That the Bible declares that you're a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. And you live in a body. God speaks to us. This is what we've talked about two weeks in a row. How to hear from God. And we recognize we hear from God in our spirit. Because God is a spirit. Okay? Number one way. The number one way God speaks to us is through the Word of God. The written Word of God. Now, that's the case. That's the truth. So if we're not reading the Word, what are you telling God? I can, just like what I can do it myself. Just like what Pastor Ben was saying. I got this, I got this, I got this. Like a little child. Not reading the instructions. I can still do it. I can do it. I can do it. What we want to do is yield to God's love. Because it is love that even when he corrects us, it's out of love. Amen? Uh, and what, what, is, what is God trying to do? To, what is his plan? What is God's plan? That's the title of today's message. What is God's plan? On your outline, let's look at that first thing and fill in the blank. What does God want to do? God wants to duplicate himself in mankind. That's impressive. And so how does that happen? How does it work? How does it happen? <coughs> See, God has given you free will. You can do whatever you want. God can be standing right next to you. And you could just deny him. You know, Jesus walked through the earth. People ignored him. Just walk right past him. You miss the opportunity. You miss it. God is ready to, to help us all. Number one way God communicates to us is through his written word, the Bible. And it's available to everybody. <laughs> If you've been coming to the church, you know that's the number one thing that we talk about. <laughs> Amen, thank God. The number one thing we do. You'll find answers in there. It'll change your life. You'll be a different person if you apply it in your life. It'll be amazing. What we felt here today, what we experienced here today, what we sensed out of our spirit can happen in your home, can happen in your car can happen in your shower. can happen. We have to be aware of these things. Amen? We have to be aware. This is how we live. We live by faith and not by sight. Amen? So God wants to duplicate himself in mankind. That's a stunning statement. So how is he going to do it? How, how is he going to do it? Well, Jesus came. I want you to turn to John chapter 3. And if you still have your Bibles, or if you're on a, some, a phone or a 
you know, iPad or whatever they call it, your technology stuff. Turn to John chapter 3, and then I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 15. If you can hold, you know, open and hold, open and hold. When we went to Bible school, which is now college, you had better know your way around the Bible because they would fly through it. And Pastor Mamie and I, when we were there, we determined we were going to look up every and put our eyes on every single scripture that they declared it in the classrooms. And you had to be fast to do it. But we did it because the word is life. We found that out yes, the, last week, the week before. The word of God, is, Jesus said, is spirit and life. Spirit and life. Down in the dumps, how about some spirit and life? Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. And it's right here. And on your phone, you can probably get 30 different versions. <laughs> I know I do on my computer, and I like it. I, I like it. And uh, John chapter 3, verse 3, this is, this is how God is going to duplicate himself in you and in me. John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered him and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now keep your finger on John chapter 3, and let's flip to 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 15. If you don't have access to a Bible, we have some back there. But this will come up on the uh, screen. Look what it says. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit imperishability. Look at that. Now, let's, let's, this is really important. Flesh can't get there. Remember what we taught? What the Bible says. The Bible says that you are a spirit. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says, I pray that your whole being, your entire being, be sanctified. Sanctification is a process, amen? When we start to obey God, He's going to start chipping away at the things that we hold tight to. He's going to change you. This is good news. Because he's doing exactly what we're saying. He wants to duplicate himself in us. He wants to sanctify us wholly. Spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. He, this is his plan. That means he gives us the power to do it. Now I want you to go back to John chapter 3. And we're going to see what Jesus said. How does God duplicate himself in us? We now know that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Cannot. Cannot put on the imperishable. Your spirit is imperishable. When you lay this body down, you will still stand. And then there's only two places that can happen. Two things. Look at this. John chapter 3. I want to go to 
verse 6 and verse 7. Everybody there? And the reason I don't have this on the screen is because I want you to find your way around the Bible. God wants you to know the Bible. He wants you to find your way around it because there's treasure in there for you. Treasure in there for me. John chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. We there? Jesus is saying this. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Okay, here's the key for us to be, to be developed in our spirit. This is, this is the design of God to duplicate himself in you. You're not going to be a God. You're a child of God. Hello. Do you know that as we walk through this life, we yield to the Holy Spirit? We are a higher creation than the angels. That's pretty impressive, guys. And the Bible, if you know the Bible, it says that angels are meant to serve us, heirs of salvation. Now, some of you are going to say, what? It's true. This book is true. And you can live it. You can live it. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say you must be born again. This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying this. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. Ezekiel, next scripture. Ezekiel, look at this. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. Now, I, I'm going to have this on your outline, and I'm going to have it up on the screen because I, I, I'm sorry to say I think that some of you can't find the book of Ezekiel. It's, it's in the Old Testament. This is why we need to get good at the Bible, amen? Because there's treasure in there. There's hope and there is answers for your life. And your decisions have to be in line with the Word of God. Because when they are, the presence of God is right in the action with you. Let me tell you, it's not easy. Because your flesh will try to draw you away from the truth. And if your soul is not renewed in your mind, you, you will follow the flesh. That's danger zone, guys. We all know that. We've, we're going to find out about it. Oh, my, I better hurry. Jesus, help me. Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. Hallelujah. And give you a heart of flesh. Glory to God. That's being born again, folks. This is the reality that what happens when you're born again. This is life 
from God. This is where your spirit comes alive to the Father of spirits. Yahweh, the Father. Jesus Christ, the Son. The Holy Spirit is here now teaching. His, his ministry is to teach you. And we can, we listen. <laughs> We're over at Mamie's mom's house. She's in a, a, a really nice home, but now we're we're getting things in there, and I'm sure memories, lots of memories, come back to Pastor Mamie. And there's a picture of of our son. This is our son, by the way, Pastor Ben. When he was one year old, sitting in the high chair with a bib on him, spaghetti all around his face. <laughs> But praise God, some of it got in his mouth and he grew up. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like I'm feeding you guys spaghetti <laughs> and some of it's getting in your mouth. <laughs> but God wants all of it to get in your mouth. Amen? <laughs> your outline says this, soft heart. Why? Soft heart. Why do we need a soft heart? To be able to recognize God dealing with you. What's he say? He wants to duplicate himself in you. This is remarkable. He wants to duplicate himself in you and in me. Golly. It's off the charts. I'm telling you, it's off the charts. You, you leave the old behind and walk into the new. Walk in the Spirit. Live it out. There's opposition to you if you're doing it. You all know it. Anybody who is a doer of the Word knows that the opposition exists. There are fallen angels that will try to stop you. Paul said, I tried over and over to come to you, but Satan hindered me. We have opposition. If you yield your heart to God, he's the way maker. He's the light in your darkness. Amen? Amen. His kingdom will never end. And he says in his word, through all these things, we are more than conquerors because He loved us. You can step into that only if you are spiritually alive to Christ. That is true because He wants to take out that hard heart and He wants to give you one that He presented perfect. And we yield to him, yield to him, yield to him. All right, so let's keep moving forward. Let's find out how to do this, right? Look at Romans 8, verses 29 and 30. We talk about some remarkable stuff. We want to talk about a miracle? I do. You know, you don't always feel a miracle. You don't always see a miracle that has happened. Because when you're born again, you still look the same. <laughs> However, 
You're alive like never before. Old things pass away. All things become new. We looked at that scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, didn't we? Two weeks in a row. It's, look at this. Look at this, what it says here. Romans chapter 8, verses 29 and 30. I am not going to get through this. Thank you, Matt. It's right there on your outline. It'll be up on the up on the uh, TVs, but I want you to also look at it in your Bible because it's, this is miraculous stuff. It's miracle worker right here. Look what he says here. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined, next word, to be what? Let's keep reading. To the image of his son in order that he might be firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And then who he justified, he also what? Who's he talking about? Us. Us. Is this ridiculous? <laughs> it's crazy. Our God is crazy in love with you. Huh? He's kind. He's patient. His loving kindness endures forever. He knows the number of hairs on your head. What? He's intimate with you. He's always with you. And he wants more of you. And listen, he wants to duplicate himself in you, in me. This is a miracle. Look at what it says. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. I'd like you to circle that. To be conformed to the image of his son. Lay that in your heart. Plant it deep within you into your spirit. If you're born again, you're good ground. Let that Sink in. Let's jump down to verse 30. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you start walking with him, I'm telling you right now, you're justified. Holy God. If not, you are, the Bible declares that God's wrath is following you all around. And that's coming. But there's an opportunity every day, every Sunday here. <laughs> do you want to pay your price for your sin or do you want to get justified? I want justification and I can't do it myself. It's too late. As soon as you think a wrong thought, that's sin. You don't even have to do it. Just think it. And that's sin. This is how the spirit realm works. What you believe, if it's wrong, I'm telling you right now, it's sin. That's why we want you to. Every, I mean everything. Everything that, everything that Pastor Ben, Pastor Mamie, and I, 
have been doing is to help you to be, go back to that top, to be conformed to the image of the Son. To be conformed to the image of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Every sermon, every class, every teaching, every event, every life group, counseling session, it was to help you to be conformed to the image of Christ. Everything. It's all designed to feed your spirit. Everything. And if you're a doer of that word, you are in the process of having your mind renewed so that you can speak the truth when opposition comes. We want to fill you so full of the word that it grows. That's why you have it all over your mouth and spaghetti-wise. <laughs> you get meat here. You get milk here. But we want to stuff the Word of God <laughs> in you. Everything we do is to help you walk in the kingdom principles. Everything we do. Every, every, everything. Why? Well, it's on our outline. God wants to duplicate himself, and you've got to change it and take it personally in me. Hallelujah. There's also a funny word in there, too, isn't it? Those whom he predestined. Predestined. There's all crazy teaching on predestination. You don't have a free will. It's just whoever God wants. But Jesus, in John chapter 3, verse 16, famous, isn't it? It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall be saved and will not perish. Pardon me. Preach, go ahead. You, you do good too. <laughs> predestination. So let's figure out this predestination. Who's predestined? Listen, the Bible says this. The Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's good news, isn't it? It's good news. That's the gospel. But here's the kicker. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. No, chapter 4, chapter 13, Matthew 10, 13, 24. 2 Timothy 2, 12 says, Those who endure to the end will be saved. Those who endure to the end will be saved. You and I have a lot more to do with it than you think. You cannot sit here and think, oh, I asked Jesus a long time ago to save me and I'm, I'm, I'm saved. Those who endure to the end. God wants fruit from your life because the fruit 
will prove it. It will prove it. And when you understand that you're a spirit being and Jesus' words are spirit and life and you start to renew your mind to the word of God and you start to do it, then all of a sudden, man, you know, even if it is sacrificial, you will recognize, yeah, it's right. (laughs) And life will come. And when I say life will come, He'll quicken you. He'll quicken your mortal body. Which means it'll make it alive. It's like you have this, okay, man, I got some energy. because I. And you know why you got that energy? Simply because you were a doer of the word. Hello. It's spiritual reality, folks. If you're not walking in the spirit, you're walking in the flesh. And it's dangerous. Let's quickly look at who's predestined. This will come up. I think it's coming up on the uh, PowerPoint. Romans chapter 8, just verse 5. Thank you, Rhonda. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Remind yourself of that. (laughs) Look at what it says. It says, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Remember that? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50 says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And this is kind of like finding out who he's predestined. Oh, he's predestined that those who live according to the flesh and set their minds on the thing of the flesh will die. He's predestined those who live according to the spirit and set their minds on the things of the spirit will live. That's predestination, folks. Predestined means, okay, those who do not obey me and those who do obey me. Jesus, I mean, he's the living word. He's the word of God. In Deuteronomy, he told Israel, says, hey, I set before you blessing and curse. And he says, choose blessing. (laughs) It's up to you. We have more to do with it than anybody. First Samuel, I'm going to read it, but right, it should be on your outline. Isn't it First Samuel? First Samuel 16, look what it says here. This is amazing. I'll wait till you find it if you're, how many people are going after it? Okay, I'll give you some time. First Samuel, I guess I'm kind of cheating. I have it in front of me on my computer. I'm not whipping through. <laughs> but your Bible should be all marked up. Yeah. It should be all marked up. It's amazing. My son has this same Bible, and it's fallen apart at the exact same place. You know why? It's because we love reading the Bible. Give it a kiss. I'm telling you what, it's alive. You got to feed your spirit. You have to know how to feed your spirit. Amen? It means you have to turn the TV off. It means you have to turn your Facebook off. <laughs> Facebook these days, <laughs> help me on all that. I don't know any of that stuff. I'm old-fashioned. First Samuel, Samuel 16. 
1 Samuel 16, verse 7. This is when uh, God told Samuel the prophet to go anoint a new king because the king Saul disobeyed God and God pulled it out from underneath him. So he's looking after, look, look what he says. The, oh, Samuel, all the sons went past Samuel. And the one was really like bulked up. He was pumped. And so they thought, Samuel goes, oh, there he is. And God said, no, that's not him. All of them went by. And God told him, none of those people, none of those sons is the next king. And he goes and asks, is this all your kids? Oh, no, I got a kid out there watching the sheep. In comes David. That's him! Look what it says. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. Okay, now, two weeks in a row, we helped describe what that heart is. That's the inner man, the hidden man of the heart. The inward man, as found in 1 Corinthians, the hidden man of the heart is found in Peter. Talking about the same thing. Your heart, your spirit. God looks there. And we've got good news because we looked at a scripture in Romans chapter 8. It says we're, we're being conformed to his image. It says we've been justified. And it says we've been glorified. This is crazy. I want that. How many? Do you want it? Anybody want that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's a reality. Look, we're talking about a different realm than what these chairs are. We're talking about a spiritual realm that is alive and full. And God wants you and I to be aware of it. What's his plan? His plan is to duplicate himself in you. Yes, thank you, God. Wouldn't it be awesome to think like God thinks? Oh, yeah. You know, I was, I was with my dad when he died. And Carol, I'm telling you what, we were there for five hours, and we worshiped God. And I told him, the king is coming, Dad, the king is coming. The king is coming, Dad, the king is coming. He's laying on bed. I've never heard him quote scripture. He's quoting scripture. He sees the spirit realm. It's real. He's lifting his hands. His elbows are on the bedroom. Never saw him lift his hands to worship God. He's laying here. I'm, he's... he's he just, he just walked in the room. My dad said that. He just walked in the room. So I look over there. My eyes were closed. I couldn't see. Darn it. My dad is talking to him without words. Then he looks up at me and says, I'm on a timetable. <laughs> 15 minutes later he breathed his last breath and of course you know what they say because this happened to me you rise up come out of your body out of the flesh you come up this happened to me when I had a kidney infection I, I was what was it called septic 
Is that where? Yeah. I started coming out of my body. And I knew what was happening, and I, I just, I, I looked at the wall in the hospital. It was blocked, so I'm looking at it. I don't want to go. And I had just been reading Revelation, and all of a sudden, I'm in the spirit room. And three creatures come toward me. They look like, uh, where's Tyler? Wolf heads, uh, oil. Anybody remember that old oil? That's what they look like. And, but I was reading Revelation, so I wasn't afraid of them at all because if you read Revelation, there's amazing creatures in it. So I'm thinking, this is cool. <laughs> One's coming right at me. Two quickly got around behind me. I'm, I'm, and I'm standing. But my body's laying in a bed. All of a sudden, Jesus pops out of my head, and a light flashes like this, and it was like a big, huge crop circle. Everything was pushed down and perfect, laid flat. Those creatures wanted to kill me. But Jesus said, <laughs> no doing. <laughs> this is the realm that we're telling you about. And it's with the Word of God that in you that you're going to be able to experience it. I am not getting through this message. Any... <laughs> I am sorry, guys. But what does God want to do? Yes, come on, girl. He wants to duplicate Himself in you and in me. Again, you will not be a God. He is God Almighty. You are a child of the living God. And what he wants is that you mature. Quit being a baby. Want to learn how to feed yourself so that you don't have a face full of spaghetti. <laughs> Amen? You've learned to feed yourself. Learn. This is how you mature. He says, don't look on the heart. Don't, God looks on the heart, not the outward man. He looks on the heart. So here's the question. What influences the heart? What influences your heart? What influences your spirit, man? Well, the Bible has answers. Well, let's take a look at this. You know, revelation knowledge is coming to you if you, you just yield to it. The Holy Spirit is saturating you. Every one of you, unless you're just like a refrigerator. My neighbor has an old refrigerator out, right out our kitchen window, right out here. It's been there for three years or four years. It's like, come on. But if you're born again, you're alive to God. And I don't want you to become a refrigerator and reject what God has for you. You have to soften up. Prepare your soil. So what in the soil of your heart? Amen? Do you understand that? Okay, if you're born again, you're good soil at the start. But we're going to look at some things. My God, help me. <laughs> what influences our heart? Romans chapter 8, I'm going to go 5 through 9. Romans chapter 8, 5 through 9. I really want you to look at it. I really want you to look at it. If you have your Bible, go ahead and find it. 
You know, uh, this outline that we do, it, it, is, it is every time. It is to, so you can be conformed to the image of Christ. I said it before. Everything we do, everything we have done since we've been in the ministry is to help you be conformed to Christ, God's Son. What influences the heart? Romans chapter five, 8, verse 5 through 9. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And that's what the world wants to do to you. He wants you to be entangled into that. Satan is the god of this world. This whole world system is going to fail. All of it. But Jesus Christ is going to come and make it all new. We want to be ready for him, amen? amen? Totally. We don't want to miss an opportunity. We don't want to stay immature. We want to grow up and we want to take the responsibility that a mature son or daughter of God is responsible for. No more childness, amen? amen? Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit for look at this for the mind for the for to set the mind on the flesh is yeah death okay here's a warning but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace look at this for the mind that is set on the flesh is what it's hostile to god whoa whoa we have to make some adjustments, amen? We do. I do. It's a challenge. It's a fight. It's a fight of faith. And the Bible says it's a good fight of faith as long as we operate in the Spirit. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not... Come on. Let's all say it. Okay. Pastor Ben talking about humility. Okay. That means when we thinking opposite of the Word of God, we better dump it. Okay? It's hostile to God, for it doesn't submit to God's law, and indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Are we a bunch of God-pleasers in here? Yes. Yeah, we are. We're not going to put our mind on the flesh. Come on. However, look at this. However, you, however, are not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. And if, in fact, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Look at this. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. Okay, that influences our heart. It influences our heart, the mind of the flesh. The mind of the flesh is hostile toward God. And many times... You and I set ourselves against God. I'm, I'm guilty too. But it's the Word of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit will convict you. Yeah. Means He's teaching you. Yeah. He's saying, oh, that's wrong. Exactly. And He'll lead you. Remember, He's the way maker. Yeah. He's the light in the darkness can't finish. (laughs) 
Listen, God wants to produce himself in you. He wants to duplicate himself in you. I want to see that for all of you. It is a fight. It is a struggle. It is not easy. But if you yield your heart and you declare things, you declare what God has done for you. I'm telling you right now that when I was worshiping today, thank you, team. I got on my knees and I was speaking in tongues. And that was war language. War language against the opposition. There's opposition to what we're doing here. And our fight is not with flesh and blood. Get that. Our fight is not with flesh and blood. But it was like I was in the spirit, and then it was like, I, like anybody seen that movie, Thor, whatever, he's got the hammer kind of thing? I was down like this, and I, I'm talking war language. I know it. And then it was like I had this hammer, and I bashed it. I just hit the floor like that. That's concrete under there, by the way. <laughs> and it reverberated through the spirit realm. He's working when you don't understand. He's working when you don't feel it. He's, he's working on you. He's working on you. He's trying to soften your heart. Bitterness is an enemy for us. Amen? Galatians chapter 5 helps us understand the works of the flesh. And we all fall into that. Is it on the outline? Well... Jeez, I don't even have a thousand words in my notes, and I can't get through it. See, when I, when I preach with Pastor Mamie, it's, we got about 2,400 words, and then we actually get done. <laughs> I want to see everyone in here grow in the spirit. I want to see you become powerful in the spirit realm. I want you to lift your head and throw, my mom always used to tell me, throw your shoulders back, Steve. Put your head up. Put your shoulders back. Get your head up. That's what we're helping you do in the spirit realm. Everything we've done is for you. Everything. Receive the word of God in meekness. With humility, receive it. And establish yourself in it. Because when you do, the helper is always there. The helper is the Holy Spirit. He's always there. He's helping you.
you and I have more to do with it than anything else. <laughs> Let's bow our heads.